Part 2 Interpersonal Rethinking How to Influence Others to Rethink So far, we have learned how to master the art of rethinking. This involves thinking like a scientist by embracing the art of being wrong, maintaining a mindset of confident humility, and seeking out our own challenge networks to facilitate task conflict and constructive disagreement. In part 2, we will go beyond reconfiguring our own mental processes to learn more about how to influence others to do the same. One common scenario that presents an opportunity to influence someone else to rethink is a debate. We usually assume that we can win a debate as long as our logic is airtight and we can support our arguments with vigorous research and data. However, this is in fact not the case. Grant uses the case study of an actual debate between a 31-year-old veteran debater, Harish Natrajan, and an 8-year-old prodigy debater, Deborah Jo Prechtit, as an example. Odds were stacked against Harish from the beginning, as he had to advocate for an unpopular position, and Deborah was famous for being relentless in presenting logical arguments and backing them up with data. Ultimately, however, Harish emerged victorious. How did he do it? In gist, Harish prompted both Deborah and the audience to rethink by modeling the process of rethinking himself. First, he made concessions and emphasized common ground. In doing so, he demonstrated openness. As Grant puts it, when we concede that someone else has made a good point, we signal that we're not preachers, prosecutors, or politicians trying to advance an agenda. We're scientists trying to get to the truth. Deborah, on the other hand, failed to do that for a simple reason, she was not in fact human but an artificial intelligence called Project Debater. Through the process of machine learning, Deborah had learned to construct a logical argument but not how to acknowledge common ground, as this was not common behavior across the 400 million articles by humans that she had learned from. People were too often trying to preach, prosecute, or politic. What made her reach stand out was that he did the reverse. Like a scientist, he would consider the strongest arguments that were against his opinions in order to learn and get closer to the truth. Another key strategy is focusing on a few significant arguments rather than many different ones. Unlike Deborah, which kept piling on new facts and data, Harish focused on just two key points. This ended up making his arguments more effective. Often, making too many points waters down the importance of the best arguments. Also, if someone is resistant to rethinking, piling on more disparate arguments simply gives them more opportunities to shoot down opposing views. Once they successfully reject one or a few arguments, they will reject the entire case. The last weapon in Harish's arsenal was to lead the audience to come to their own conclusion by posing questions for them to contemplate rather than going on offense or defense. In a study on negotiation, it was revealed that average negotiators tended to shoot down opponents' proposals while reinforcing their own stance, which prevented both sides from opening their minds to new possibilities. On the other hand, skilled negotiators tended to express curiosity with questions, so much so that at least one of every five comments they made ended in a question mark. The best part of this strategy is that it guides one's opponent to rethink. Through questions, people can retain a sense of autonomy by thinking for themselves rather than feeling like they are being persuaded or attacked. All in all, using these techniques in an argument increases the possibility that people will step out of their overconfidence cycle and adopt a rethinking mindset. Acknowledging common ground demonstrates confident humility and encourages an adversary to do the same, focusing on two or three strong reasons encourages them to question their original position, and asking sincere questions leaves them intrigued to learn more.
As Grant says, we don't have to convince them that we're right, we just need to open their minds to the possibility that they might be wrong. Their natural curiosity might just do the rest. In some, rather than thinking of the argument as a battle in which an opponent has to be beaten down, it is much more effective to view the process as a dance in which you and your opponent are partners who are trying to adapt to one another's rhythm and move in sync. Learning how to influence others to rethink can have an impact in the real world that extends beyond winning debates. Importantly, it can have the power to debunk stereotypes and, therefore, diminish prejudice. Often, when we take sides, we disidentify with our adversaries, coming to define who we are by what we're not. We don't just preach the virtues of our side, we find self-worth in prosecuting the vices of our rivals. Over time, the stereotypes we form of our rivals become hard to undo, as they become a part of our worldview. We also tend to interact with people who share these stereotypes, thereby making them even more extreme. This process is called group polarization. What would it take to overcome such deep-set stereotypes and prejudice? Along with doctoral student Tim Kundro, Grant ran a series of experiments with passionate Yankees and Red Sox supporters to see what it would take for the rivals to overcome their default aversion towards each other. Through these experiments, they found that the strategy that made a difference was getting the fans to consider the arbitrariness of stereotypes. For instance, they would get fans to think about what might happen if they had been born into a family of fans of the rival team. This caused the fans to realize that the animosity they felt towards the other side was purely a product of circumstance, and they were more likely to change their views of the other side. Of course, in real life, dismantling stereotypes is not an overnight process, and it is not enough to simply tell people that their perspectives are arbitrary. Counterfactual thinking, or encouraging people to consider what they would believe or how they would behave if they were living in an alternative reality, is key to eroding stereotypes over time. This involves asking questions like, how would your stereotypes be different if you had been born black, Hispanic, Asian, or Native American? Such counterfactual questions prompt people to question where their beliefs came from and reflect on how their beliefs might have been different given different circumstances. In turn, they gain humility and consider that some of their past conclusions might have been too simplistic, thereby reconsidering their past biases towards other groups. Beyond counterfactual questions, the best way to prompt the rethinking of stereotypes is often to directly engage with members of the adversarial group face-to-face. This allows the holders of stereotypes to see for themselves that the assumptions they made about a certain group are wrong. This was what Daryl Davis, a black musician, did. He struck up a friendship with a person from the Ku Klux Klan, the notorious white supremacist hate group, and then eventually met up with the chief officer of a KKK chapter himself, whose title was the Exalted Cyclops. Despite having been a victim of racism his whole life, Daryl approached Cyclops with an open mind and engaged in a dialogue with him. This mere conversation was so powerful that it moved Cyclops into quitting the KKK altogether. Another one of their highest officers, Imperial Wizard, did not merely leave the clan after getting to know Daryl, he even asked Daryl to be his daughter's godfather. This is testament to the power of personal influence in transcending intergroup barriers. So far, we have focused on verbal strategies to prompt people to rethink. However, listening is an equally important part of the process and should not be overlooked. Clinical psychologist Bill Miller and nurse trainee Stephen Rolnick developed motivational interviewing in the 1980s, when they were exploring a new approach to treatment. 
Motivational interviewing involves three key techniques to activate a rethinking cycle, asking open-ended questions, engaging in reflective listening, and affirming the person's desire and ability to change. Much like Harris' debate technique of posing questions to his audience rather than asserting his position, motivational interviewing is a process that grants autonomy to the interviewee. Often, when people ignore advice, it is not necessarily because they disagree with it, but because they dislike the feeling that someone else is controlling their decision. Hence, the most effective way to get people to open their minds is not to start talking, which may be the instinctive thing to do, but to listen. To be more specific, what we need is the act of influential listening. Influential listening is not a simple matter of talking less, rather, it involves particular asking and responding skills. Most importantly, the interviewer should show interest in the interviewee's interests rather than try to impose any judgment or prove themselves. Vaccine whisperers are particularly skilled at influential listening. Marie Helen, a mother who had reservations about vaccinating her children, eventually chose to do so after speaking with Arnaud Gagnier, a vaccine whisperer. According to Marie Helen, her tipping point occurred when Gagnier told her that whether she chose to vaccinate her children or not, he respected my decision as someone who wanted the best for my kids. It is this sort of non-judgmental acknowledgement that ultimately caused Marie Helen to reconsider her original decision. Grant points out, many communicators try to make themselves look smart. Great listeners are more interested in making their audiences feel smart. The power of listening lies in showing others respect and care, as it is a way of offering others our scarcest, most precious gift, our attention. Once we have shown someone that we genuinely care about them, instead of just trying to fix their problems with our own answers, they will naturally be more willing to listen.